0: I've got some important USC news to talk about. You better stay tuned. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Fight on everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we are free. We appreciate your support and I hope you're enjoying the show. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, you have an opportunity to become a subscriber for free. There's that button. Go ahead and click it. And you can also, if you like the show, do me a favor, hit that like button. Both features mean a whole heck of a lot. All right. So now that I have your attention, Uh, Big news, USC has started spring camp, it's officially open, and also got some recruiting news to go over with you. But first, Lincoln Riley has began his second spring camp with the University of Southern California. And guess what? There was nobody from the media there to report on it. So what? Now what? To coin the phrase, look, what are we going to find out? Well, no one's there to tell you how big someone looked or how much so-and-so grew during the offseason. Uh, there's no one there to pick up any crumbs, notes, observations as the players make their way from uh, the McKay Center where they get dressed to the Howard Jones practice field. But I still got you covered. That doesn't mean uh, there still isn't a bunch of stuff to talk about. uh, Even though I'm not there physically to see any of this, nobody from the media has been invited for the first two practices. But there is still news. Uh, For instance, there's been a position change. Uh, Carson Tabarachi making the move before he even played a down of linebacker at USC. Well, with Josh Follow moving on, and apparently Ethan Ray, uh, he didn't appear on the spring roster. I'm going to assume he's medically retired. Carson Tabarachi is moving to tight end. It just shows what kind of an athlete and how versatile he is. Uh, he came to Utah as a running back. So, Maybe offense is in his future. We'll find out. Uh, as I mentioned, the spring uh, prospectus was released just ahead of Sunday's first practice. Uh, there's going to be 15 total, including the uh, spring huddle, the Trojan huddle, spring football game in April. But on that uh, perspective, um, all the new numbers for the new Jersey, uh for the players who just arrived were were mentioned. So all the guys who came in through the transfer portal, they now have their new numbers as well as the new freshmen. Now, I had created some intrigue uh, during the offseason surrounding one specific jersey number. Uh, I kept bringing that up for discussion, but all those numbers I just mentioned a moment ago, those were released. And it looks like there's going to be two players wearing uh, the number 13 before it's officially retired. So in 2023, two players will be wearing Caleb Jer- Caleb Williams' Heisman-winning jersey number 13. Obviously, Caleb will be wearing it, but there will be one player on defense wearing it as well. Uh, we can also talk about how much weight uh, Caleb added. I, I've been mentioning that. Um, a couple times last week on on a couple of episodes. Uh, so, here's what we would have learned on in those first couple of days of practice that the media will not be able to attend uh, because they're just going to be in shorts and shells. So, uh, I started to point out um, Devon Tompkins his physical development uh, towards the end of last year. One day I saw him walking. Uh, from McKay to Howard Jones going to practice. And I was like, whoa, that dude got big overnight. Well, my eyes weren't lying because he's now officially listed by USC at six foot five, 260 pounds. And that's 30 pounds more than when he arrived at USC. So uh, that makes him a big boy. He's also listed now as a defensive lineman. And uh away from the Russian group. Riley specifically uh spoke about him in January at our at our meet and greet, a little roundtable session we had, um, as being one of the guys he and the staff were extremely happy with and his progression since he's gotten to uh, since he's gotten to USC. Others who uh, have made additions to their bodies during the offseason. Uh how about Redshirt safety Zion Branch. He uh he got bigger by 10 pounds. He is now six foot two, 210 pounds. His mentor at safety, Kalen Bullock. He's been asked to add weight. Well, he is. He's is now up 10 pounds to 190. And uh, which is good. He he needed to make that a priority during this offseason. I'm still of the opinion he needs to get over 200 pounds whether or not he can carry that weight I don't know but it would behoove him to add on at least another 10 pounds linebacker Rayon Davis he uh he added 15 he's now up to uh 225 pounds his fellow linebacker Garrison Madden um he also added another 15 he's up to uh 215 pounds so he he arrived at 200 he stands at six foot three. There was others who uh, joined the 15 pound plus club. Andres DeWork, offensive lineman. He's now at 325. Gino Quinones, he's now bolt up to 300. And tight end, Lake McCree, six foot four, 245. Intriguing prospect. Oh, registered freshman, Nickelback, Fabian Ross. He added up. To 20 pounds, apparently, he's now at 205 pounds. So you added 20 pounds in a in one year. Now, obviously, some of that happens physically, naturally, but it doesn't seem like he missed a meal, which was great because the last time I saw him, he looked really undersized. So there are a bunch of other guys who uh, who gained weight also during the offseason. Michael Jackson, the third, he picked up 10 pounds, he's now at 210. Solo Solomon Tulia Poopoo. He's now up to 250. I mentioned that before. He's not, I think he's going to be strictly defensive line. I don't think he's going to be playing rush in. We'll find out though. Anthony Beavers, another safety. He's up to 210 pounds. And Eric Gentry, who, by the way, probably is going to be out of action for at least the next four to five months after his surgery. He picked up five pounds. He's now tipping the scales at 210. Wow. So um, back to Jersey numbers. Number zero, Corey Foreman, he's keeping that number. But he's also making a position switch. He will not be playing rush end. He's going to put his hand in the dirt, and he is playing defensive end. So that uh, that experiment is over. He's moving into Sean Newa's doghouse. Um, he's gonna make him he's gonna make him or break him one of the two and uh what's interesting though is he's trimmed down to 235 pounds 264 235 so we'll see what happens at the defensive end spot because Tyrone Tulaney he's also down 10 to 270 and I'll bring up Justin Dietrich. they got him just a tick under 300 at 295. So let's go over these jersey numbers real fast. Number zero. I mentioned Corey Foreman's keeping it on offense, though. It's available. So Marshawn Lloyd, running back. He's taking it over Terrell Bynum's number. Anthony Lucas will be wearing number six. He wore number eight at Texas A&M. But uh, Zion Branch is already wearing uh, number eight at USC. Oh, by the way. Anthony Lucas. He now stands six foot five, two hundred ninety-five pounds, according to USC. A big boy. Number ten, Jameel Muhammad, six foot one, two hundred forty pounds, rush end. Uh, he's uh, the reason he's wearing number ten is uh, Rayon Davis wears number nine, and that's what he wore at Georgia State. Well, guess what? Raylon Goforth made that number ten available. He's going to slide right into there. I mentioned number 13 is going to have two guys wearing that jersey number this year. We know Caleb has it. Mason Cobb has given up number zero and will be the Caleb Williams on defense. We hope. That number became available because Adonis Odie's name did not appear on the spring roster. Um, I'm going to assume he is another medical retirement But this will be Mason's third jersey number since he's been in college. He wore number 38 when he got to Oklahoma State. He switched to number zero. And at USC, he will now wear number 13. And again, that that jersey number will be retired once Caleb leaves because he won the Heisman. Wide receiver, Dorian Singer. He's going to be rocking Drake London's old number 15. That'll be cool. Number 17, Christian Roland Wallace. At cornerback. Your punter, kicker, Eddie Zolpicki. He's going to rock number 37. He wore number 38 uh, while I was at Arizona State. Jarrett Kingston, offensive lineman. He's going to be wearing number 52. Oh, by the way, he's tipped the scales. Six foot four, 300 pounds. Not bad. Michael Tarquin, offensive lineman, offensive tackle. He's in a weird jersey number seventy-one. Now, what's interesting about that? His father-in-law, Tony Baselli, Trojan stud, offensive lineman, Hall of Famer. He wore number seventy-one at USC. <clears throat> oh, and he tips the scales at six foot five, three hundred and ten pounds. Not bad. He's gonna be battling for that right tackle spot. Cooper Lovelace, so he's moving to number 62. He took over that number with uh, Brett Nealon moving on to the NFL, hopefully. Uh, I think he's going to get drafted. So now, um, again, 71 with Cooper opening that jersey number up for Mr. Michael Tarquin. Kyan Bars is going to wear number 92. Same number he wore to Arizona. Oh, Jack Sullivan, number 99. He's taking over Nick Figueroa's jersey number. And he actually has the same measurables, same size, height, and weight as Nick. Six foot five, 275. Okay. The early enrollee freshman, Zachariah Branch. He's going to be wearing jersey number one at wide receiver. I don't know if he's going to be as big as BMW, but, all uh, right. Hey. He's wearing that number one jersey. He's definitely not as big as Mike Turner, or Patrick Turner, excuse me. Usually number one went to that bigger wide receiver. We'll see what happens. Malachi Nelson, he'll wear number eight on the offensive side of the ball. And that's because Miller Moss wears number seven. That was Malachi's number at Los Alamitos, number seven. Number 21 on offense, Quinton Joyner, running back. Number 24, Makai Lemon. Wide receiver. Interesting. You don't see too many wide receivers at USC wearing the wide receiver numbers in the 20s. So, uh, there you go. On the uh, opposite side of the ball, playing defense, Christian Pierce over rock number 24. He's taken over Julian Simon's number. Taka Curtis, linebacker. Number 25. He can't wear number four, the number he wore in high school. That's because Max Williams will be wearing number four on defense. On defense, excuse me, on offense, Marion Peterson will wear number 27 running back. He can't wear his old number 22 because Darwin Barlow currently wears that number. Maliki Crawford will wear number 29 at cornerback. And then uh, Sam Green, number 44. He's playing rush end. Okay. be interesting to see him coming off the edge, wearing the the double four. And then Elijah Page, number 72, offensive lineman. He's taken over the number that Andrew Voorhees wore, All-American, who, by the way, real quick note, Andrew Voorhees suffered a... What appears to be a knee injury at the combine, man, more and more players I think are going to stop working out, doing these things, and just, they're going to go there, they're going to do the broad jump, they're going to do, you know, the the the, the types of testing that doesn't require a lot of strain and save that stuff for pro day. Got a feel for Andrew Voorhees going down. Hopefully it's nothing serious and it doesn't affect his draft status. So who was missing? Well, there were 33 players uh, who are not on the 2023 roster that were on the 2022 roster. Of those, those include players who used up their eligibility, uh, in other words, going to the NFL, or just you know no longer college eligible, uh, or have entered the transfer portal. And so. Uh, Of those with eligibility and who returned that did not make a formal announcement, USC, uh, you won't see the names, Ethan Ray, I mentioned him, uh, Caden Steven, and cornerback Adonis Odie. I'm going to assume each of those players medically retired. So there it is. Spring camp is official. It's started. The roster is set. If I didn't mention a name, it's because they're not in spring camp. So if I didn't mention Ethan White's number and his weight, because he's not on the spring camp roster, I will tell you this, the transfer portal will be open again May 1st. Not mentioning any names. What I will mention is Built Bar. Because if you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all that fat and calories, then you gotta try a Built Bar. Because if you're like me, and you want to eat something healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste. I got something for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, these things are really good. You won't even think they're. You won't even think they're supposed to be good for you because they just taste great. And what makes Built so good? Well, for number one, they're made with 100% real chocolate. I'll eat pretty much anything with real chocolate. Almost anything. And they come in some other really cool flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how built does it, but they make their stuff taste like a candy bar. And they do it while, ma- while maintaining what they call all of those great, amazing macros. You get only 130 calories. You're only going to get four grams of sugar, but you are going to get a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to go wait around and throw a box. You don't have to order them on Built.com. If you're near a Sam's Club or a Walmart, you're in luck. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of their Cookies and Cream, their Double Chocolate, or their Coconut Puffs. And if you're near near Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box of their Hit Flavors Brownie Batter or Churro. Those sound like really cool flavors. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On USC their first listen every single day. I want to make sure you're checking out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. They have everything you need to know about college basketball all in one place, and you're going to hear it from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and the players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right, I told you at the beginning of the show, I had some big news. We talked about spring camp. I got a recruiting news roundup over the weekend. USC hosted, well, I shouldn't say they hosted, there was approximately... 50 plus guys on campus throughout the weekend. Among them, uh, you had 2024 defensive lineman Davian Sims. You had uh Sarah, Gardena Sarah, defensive back, Dakota Field, modern day cornerback Xavier Brown. How about uh four-star wide receiver Ryan Pelham? from Long Beach Millican High School. USC actually offered him back in 2021 with uh, Clay Helton. But they're trying to get back in, uh, I won't say his good graces, but they're they're making a push for him. Let's just say USC is not leading for his recruitment right now. There is also a huge uh, big seven-on-seven event down in Tustin, California. That's in Orange County for all of you who aren't familiar with the Southern California landscape? Uh, WeRSC's Scott Schrader and Eric McKinney were there, so they got you covered. Um, you, but you're going to have to head on over to the WeRSC site for their VIP stuff. Nothing major, but still some interesting uh, recruiting angles to follow. Now, what I can tell you um, some players who were at USC over the weekend, one in particular, I know this is going to have everybody's attention. Are you listening? Good. 2024, 2024, <laughs> number one recruit in the country, not just quarterback. Number one recruit, Dylan Raiola. He was on campus. He spent a lot of time with Lincoln Riley. And so while he didn't get the college basketball VIP treatment like he did in Lincoln, Nebraska, um, He he did have a fantastic time hanging out at USC with Lincoln, Riley. So while everyone, you know, kind of gets their, you know, their knickers, their panties in a bunch whenever they hear about, you know, Nebraska and Georgia making Dylan feel special. um, Try and remember this. Royola is going to be in Southern California a lot more often than he'll be in Nebraska or Georgia or Oregon for that matter because he he works out with um they're called 3d quarterback 3d quarterback so um he's going to be around USc's campus a lot and don't think Lincoln <laughs> Riley and his peoples won't take advantage of that oh Dylan's in town this weekend huh Maybe we can get him on campus for a day, for a couple hours. Let's talk to him. That works to USC's advantage. And um, just because he didn't make it to the basketball game, uh, as I mentioned, he did hang out, well, he spent most of his time exclusively with, with Lincoln. And since he's gotten home, back to Arizona, the momentum seems to have swung back in USC's favor. Uh, with some commitment predictions. So if you believe in crystal balls, um, good news. I was talking with uh, someone who hangs out in the high school quarterback developing circles. And this individual said that neither Dylan Rayola or Malachi Nelson, for that matter, consider Miller Moss their competition in 2024 that person told me that both of those young men would be making a mistake. But, you know, they, he wanted to be very clear that the, neither one of them were putting Miller down. The, the bigger point, the larger point is these quarterbacks, these elite quarterbacks, they're not worried about who they're going to be competing against. Um, and in, in this particular case, this unique situation where Miller's name was brought up, It's because he's not going to have the game experience um, that your typical freshman or, you know, Malachi Nelson, redshirt freshman, are concerned about. You know, Caleb Williams is going to play in 2023. Miller Moss is going to be fighting for that starting spot in 2024. But he's got a leg up on the two freshmen. Assuming Dylan Raola commits to USC, he's been in the system for a few years. So don't think Lincoln Riley won't be very aware of that as well. But wouldn't it be cool if, uh, let's say, Dylan makes his commitment sometime at the end of March and then Deuce Robinson makes his announcement in April. Both are currently at Pinnacle High School in Arizona. In other recruiting news, uh linebacker Jordan Lockhart from Bosco has officially de- committed from Lane Kiffin and Old Miss. And the offers just continue to roll in for the Bosco stud. Yeah. Jordan Lockhart, St. John Bosco, USC backyard. I mentioned that uh there could be a a flip recently yeah there it is um but he's been getting a lot of offers and this is why he officially decommitted because now he's become a really hot commodity um the sec is all over him texas a&m is throwing offers at him i know nick saved in alabama tennessee just offered and all this started when usc became really interested in his services so we'll keep you updated on that but again we're uh, just getting into the heat of the recruiting season for t- the 2024 class seven on seven is really kicking into gear you've got the lineman camps that are going on uh, so a lot of recruiting will be coming up during this off season And again, spring camp is in effect. They practice again on Tuesday. And then the media gets to show up on on Wednesday the 8th. And then they're off for spring break until the 21st. All right. There you go. Spring camp recruiting. Did I get your attention? Did I give you everything you need to know so far? Let me keep you intrigued one more day. One more segment. So, here you go. Caleb Williams was the most intriguing guy of spring camp. We talked about the 19 other players. We actually talked about 20 other players when Eric Gentry went down with his off-season surgery. But Caleb Williams is by far the most intriguing guy going into spring camp 2023. I mentioned, you know, earlier the other guys, their new official, you know, jersey numbers and their measurables. Uh, You know, I I talked about last week how Caleb Williams um, looked bigger. Well, he is officially. He's five pounds heavier. He's now six foot one, 220 pounds. Uh, He looks like a tank. Or a linebacker. Let me put his size into context. Mason Cobb is six foot even, 230 pounds. Caleb Williams, six foot one, 220. Why is Caleb Williams so intriguing besides gaining five pounds and looking like he could play on both sides of the ball? (laughs) Well, for one, he won the Heisman as a sophomore. He led the nation in touchdown passes with 42. He added another 10 running the ball. And he finished third in the nation with 4,537 yards passing. And this is what he wants to do in 2023. Number one, if he if he comes even close to repeating those types of numbers, he's going to win the Heisman again. And that'll be the first player since Archie Griffin, Ohio State Buckeye back in the mid-70s to go back to back. Now Here's what makes Caleb so interesting and so intriguing, besides trying chasing those numbers. How's he going to approach this season knowing that he he's worth an estimated between an S eight to ten million dollars? That's his net worth right now, uh, when you consider his NIL deals. Um uh, leading up to the Super Bowl, he was doing the the talk show circuit, you know, doing on Radio Row, uh, TV, yada, yada, yada. He was asked about his 42 touchdown to five interception uh, ratio that he had in twenty two in 2022. And he said, I want to have a zero interception for a year. And he was being a little facetious, obviously, because uh, he, he also said he wants to have a, a couple of games where he throws for a 100% completion percentage. So, Is he going to be a check down Cody? In other words, is he going to play it safe? Probably not. If you don't risk it, there's no biscuit. He also said he wants to surpass his touchdown numbers. That would be impressive. um, If he could make that happen. I mean, if he can uh, go for 60 touchdowns, that's going to be eight more than the 52 he had total. And he says he wants to throw for five thousand yards. You're not going to throw for five thousand yards, checking down, um, being safe and conservative. So, there you go, Caleb Williams. He's got a he's got a lot on his plate. Number one, he he's got he he knows that he's got this year to lead USC to the promised land, and by the promised land, I'm talking about the playoffs. And the whole world is going to be watching him. So, how's he going to handle all this new added pressure? We saw how he handled it last year. It's going to pick up exponentially, tenfold. How does he handle it his junior year, knowing the NFL's on his horizon? There's going to be a lot of storylines coming out of spring camp. I'm going to keep you covered. Thanks again for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked on College Basketball. You're going to hear from all the insiders, players, coaches. USC starts their Pac-12 tournament this Thursday. They're going to be playing 8.30 p.m. They're going to be playing the winner of the number four game. I think that's between Washington State and Arizona State, I believe. I'm not sure. Or Washington State. Go check it out. Check out the brackets. The game will tip off sometime 8.30 p.m. Thursday for you college basketball fans. I will be back with another episode of Locked on USC because I come at you five times a week. So until then, you know what to do.